Motivation, hard to come by on any day. And these days spent locked inside bring a whole new challenge to the motivation game. Stuck getting into your exercise routine at home? It's go time. Go sleeves are compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape for support and comfort that is unprecedented. Just like sheltering at home. With go sleeves, aches and pains that are keeping you from much needed physical activity go away. When exercising actually feels good, there's no better motivation. The kinesiology tape built into Go Sleeves actually lifts and stretches your skin, which accelerates your body's natural ability to heal itself. Get your blood flowing and your energy going today. Just pull on a Go Sleeve and experience what top performing athletes use to deal with pain and recover from injuries. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code BRUNO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com, discount code BRUNO. That's G-O-Sleeves.com and enter discount code BRUNO. GoSleeves.com, discount code BRUNO. Relax, let's have some fun out here. This game's fun, okay? If you've missed a minute of sports from the sidelines on MLB Network Radio, catch every episode on demand with the SiriusXM app. It's athletes and executives talking to athletes and executives. Hear former All-Stars Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, Tim Raines, and Steve Sachs break down baseball in the 80s. Trevor Bauer, Matthew Boyd, and Tyler Glasnow talk pitching in 2020. Rocky broadcaster Jenny Kavnar leading a roundtable discussion with the most influential women in baseball. Don't miss sports from the sidelines, available now on the SiriusXM app. Search sidelines. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top-quality hand sanitizer and all-natural protective barrier products. Manufactured right here in the U.S., we offer super-portable one-ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super-sized pump bottles for home and office. And protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code RADIO for 10% off today. Forcefield.com discount code RADIO. The skills you develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you a head start on your career. Gain practical experience with technology and equipment that will give you a leg up in the civilian world. Learn critical leadership skills and to be part of a team. Serve your community and your country part-time while earning money for an education. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn about the paid training and career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. The Tony Bruno Show. Tony Bruno and Harry Mays on Sirius XM Channel 211. I might be the only sports host who was hired during the no sports lockdown, which clearly means I'm an essential service. Join me Monday through Friday where we help you escape the monotony and bring a little levity and entertainment into your lives. Great interviews, lots of laughs. We will bring you everything you need and want to know. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember... Stay home. Leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well. Exercise and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com slash COVID-19. Together, we will beat COVID-19. 
thanks coronavirus for shutting down our gyms. That's okay. My new gym is my home gym. And to make sure that aches and pains don't keep me down, I use ghost sleeves to recover from injuries. Ghost sleeves are the only compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape. The same tape used by physical therapists, doctors, and trainers to help you recover from injuries. Just pull on a ghost sleeve and speed up your recovery without a doctor, ibuprofen, or ice. Visit ghostsleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. Ghostsleeves.com, discount code RADIO. Listen to The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and with the SiriusXM app. But a man who knows this because he's an attorney, he's a sports lawyer, he knows this stuff. He's got beautiful teeth and beautiful hair, which is important as well when you want to be on all these media places and you know what you're talking about. Right. Com- he's got the combo. He's got the whole package. you got to look sharp. He does look sharp. He's a sharp-dressed man. He's Dan Lust, Esquire. And again, no relation to Kendra Lust, even though he's been asked this numerous times on this program. Dan, how are you, man? I- I'm good. And uh, suspect number one in-, in wondering if I'm related to Kendra is, uh, is alongside you, Tony. I know he is. I know <laughs> Harry addressed it with you. Yep. I know Aton addressed it with you, and I have. So I just want people to know, though, all the new audience out there that hasn't heard you before in this, pro- in this program, that that's the first thing they're going to think of, right? What I'm, else? Pleading the, I'm pleading the fifth here. Okay, I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> all right, Dan, so now we have, uh, you know, back in the day on the People's Court when Judge Wapner was there, we had Doug Llewellyn, and he always had to have papers that he had waiting for you in the back room. So now when it comes to sports, there's going to be papers waiting for you before you even enter the room, correct? That's where we're trending to. And, Tony, it's, it's funny. You're, you're kind of half-joking if they're testing ping-pong players. We had some news uh, in the past 24 hours that kind of went under the radar. Uh, across the world, obviously all sports are dealing with this. We have our own domestic issues. Um, but, you know, under the radar, the first uh, sports-related death from COVID-19 uh, in, in the sumo wrestling world of all places. So uh, this is not an issue that's, uh, you know, it's not an issue that's really restricted to our country. The entire world is dealing with this. So, you know, when we talk about uh, the UFC, and I, I mentioned, you know, it's a serious issue as much as, you know, there is, you know, some hope that, you know, that Florida's opening up and we're seeing sports pop around. Um, the fact that UFC was able to go off without a hitch on Saturday, um, you know, that's, that's pretty, you know, good progress. Um, when it comes to something like COVID-19, Tony, um, in order for sports to move forward, we, the athletes in the sports world have to accept some level of risk. And I bring up this sumo wrestling thing. You know, there's no real way to know for sure if you have a fully safe venue. So that's why these waivers are critical. Um, that athletes have to understand that even though the risk is very small, right, it's, you know, a very small percentage. I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not a, a scientist or a doctor, but the, the risk of death is generally pretty small from COVID-19. It's still out there. So that's why these waivers for UFC, as, are, as reports are, uh, a full liability assumption of the risk waiver in order for fighters to fight and get paid. Um, and that might be, Tony, as draconian as it sounds, that might be the future of sports in the, you know, in the immediate landscape. So this is not only a waiver for the participants, the combatants, if you will. It's, it's also for any fans that would want to be in the building to, to witness it live, right? Well, we haven't seen that yet, right? Fans haven't been allowed in the venue, but you can imagine if they're making their fighters do it and, right. uh, you know, imagine their athletes, that's probably the next logical step. And, and Harry, you know, unbeknownst to a lot of people, when you go to a game, if you look at the back of your ticket, there's liability waiver language on there, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. assume the risk of getting hit with a foul ball, a flying bat. Or a puck. Uh, or a puck, right? We've yeah. seen, I remember years ago there was a death at a Columbus Blue Jackets game from a girl 
on her birthday got hit in the head with the puck. Um, that's, that's always there. Um, but just like UFC had to rewrite their language, you're going to see the back of this ticket language maybe, maybe even a little bigger, right? People are actually going to read it, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to probably have to take into account these airborne diseases that, you know, since the Spanish flu, we've nearly never had to consider for sports. Now, the other interesting thing, Dan, is that uh, uh, this waiver also forbade any of the fighters from criticizing anything involving what they believe or not believe was done properly, right? They would, they would actually be penalized if they uh, disagreed with the, what the UFC was doing in any way, shape, or form, correct? So there was, this had something called a, a non-disparagement clause. It's, it's pretty it's like standard. like a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's kind of. Non- non-disparagement, you can't speak badly about the company. You can, you know, non-disclosure, you can't talk about certain things about it, but anti-disparagement, non-disparagement, you can't speak badly when it came to the UFC about their health and safety protocol. Hmm. Um, so, you know, there were some reports that media members also had to sign this. I, you know, I'm saying I don't have any confirmation of that. But um, that extended really to seemingly anyone that was uh, around the UFC. And they said the extent that you violated this clause, uh, that you lost uh, your payday for the fight, your purse, and any type of, you know, fight of the night bonuses or anything that would have come with it. So, again, um, you know, there's, there's been some people that have pointed out the combination of signing a liability waiver plus signing an anti-disparagement clause that you can't talk about if you feel unsafe. Um, but that's, you know, that combination is a little heavy, and it's surprising that, you know, the fighters agreed to it. But at the end of the day, right, these, these guys need to make a living. They need to fight. Uh, they have a national spotlight. I'm sure their ratings were, you know, the best they've seen in, in uh, a while because they had the whole sports world. But, you know, between those two levels, I know Dana White was making the rounds that sports commissioners around the country were reaching out to him to see how he got it done, and that's probably what he told them. Number one, liability waivers. Number two, uh, anti-disparagement clauses because, you know, for as, as much as we want these sports to go forward, we saw two months ago one test, one positive test, Rudy Gobert, took down the entire sports world. So you, you can't really, uh, you know, if you're the sports commissioners, you can't have these athletes going around and, you know, t- talking about how unsafe they feel because, you know, that that's just might bring down the whole infrastructure. So, again, as draconian and as it sounds, that's what allowed the UFC to proceed. So we kind of have to pick our, our battles with this one if we want sports to return. Talking with Dan Lust, Esquire. I, I love saying Esquire, though, because, you know, you don't get my... There's an Esquire magazine is dead, but Esquire just sounds right. It's like being an ambassador mm-hmm. who goes out and snitches on people who are not social distancing. You feel that oh, way? Yeah. You feel... Does Esquire add a little extra something other than another word on your business card, Dan? Well, the thing is, when you have a last name of Lust, you need to counterbalance it a little bit with some seriousness. So you get that <laughs> Lust... And then you get the Esquire. So, it, you know, it has, finds a happy medium. I used to lust after Esquire magazine because they had a lot of yeah, girly pictures back did. in the day when they were competing with Playboy and all those magazines. Not as uh, risque, though. All right, Dan, now, when you look at the UFC, the fact that they were the first league and a very brutal sport to go out and do it, does that put pressure on other leagues to, to say, West, you know, we... That's, you can't social distance in boxing and, and that sport in particular. You can in golf. You can in soccer. You can't, but no. But, but the, the sports like baseball, you can in baseball. You can social distance. Because, yeah. Because even if the catcher's there and the batter's there, you know, the, the pet catcher has a mask on to begin with. So we're seeing what's going on in Korea. Does this help in any way, shape, or form? I'm not saying force American sports to do what they're doing around the world, but at least give them a little more comfort that this can be done safely in some sports, especially the ones where there's no contact. Yes and no. So I I agree with you. I mean, I've been watching the Korean League. Taiwan's been going on having their baseball league. 
you could have a baseball game where, you know, what are the only times you're having social distancing problems, right? The batter, uh, maybe the, you're running and holding a guy on base, there's some type of tag play. Um, you know, baseball can do it. It's, it's probably going to be tougher for soccer, basketball, football. Um, but when you're asking what type of pressure it puts on these leagues, I mean, that's, it's kind of a different story because, Tony, the, kind of the elephant in the room when it comes to the UFC is that there's no union, right? So Dana White kind of calls the shots. It's not really a, a bargaining situation. Um, if they want the show to go on, the UFC is going to have it go on. That's the problem when it comes to, um, you know, Major League Baseball, basketball, football, hockey. These unions, and as we're seeing pop up over the last couple of days, these unions are not going to let these things slide by. If the players don't feel healthy, you know, the sport can't go on. I mean, we saw, you know, Khabib drop out, because, right? He was caught in Russia with this, with this travel issue. The show went on. They replaced him. The problem is you can't really replace, like, a Mike Trout, who uh, has his own, you know, uh, hesitation about playing because his wife is due to give birth in a couple months, and he doesn't want to be caught, you know, in a bubble-type scenario, unable to leave and might miss the birth of his daughter. So that brings up, you know, Tony, Harry, a, a larger issue in sports, which I, I don't really know how they're going to grapple with it. When it comes particularly to basketball, right, we saw Adam Silver yesterday uh, say that he's going to make a decision on cancellation, you know, try to have a decision in the next two to four weeks. You know, we've heard him say that owners want 30 days to, to ramp up before the games get started, right? And they still have to fit in. You know, they're at 63 to 66 games now. They've got to fit in about another 15 to 20 games. And then Silver said he wants a full playoffs. So I'm just doing the math here. You know, lawyers aren't really good at math, but I'm just a layperson doing this. That's a lot of stuff to fit in in really a three-month period between June and then some of the owners are saying that they don't want to play past September because that will go into the next season. So really a three-month period to fit all this in. Tony, again, I'm, I'm just doing the math. That doesn't leave a lot of room for a 14-day quarantine period if a player gets it. So I, I think, you know, again, to your original question, does the UFC put pressure on, on the sports to get it done? Sure. But we haven't seen this really work domestically with the team sport. Does the player drop out by himself? Does the team, you know, do the Lakers forfeit a playoff game if, uh, if one of their players gets it? That's the logistical stuff that, that just really hasn't been worked out, and I don't really think there's an easy solution to it. So, again, it's kind of apples to oranges when it comes to the UFC and, and these pro-unionized sports. Do you know if they've done this uh, with the Bundesliga, which is scheduled to start this weekend over in Germany? If they've done in terms of waivers? Yeah, like waivers, releases, or whatever. I don't think it's been reported, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. In terms of testing, it, they're doing kind of the same stuff that MLS is doing. You know, temperature checks when you walk on site. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're not – I guess an, another interesting point just for the NBA's purposes, in order to have any really safe scenario, you're going to have to have a massive amount of tests. Right. Uh, the, the NBA asked for 15,000 tests. That's what they kind of projected they needed done. Um, Silver, uh, you know, he says even though, you know, manufacturers can provide 15,000 tests, he doesn't want to, and this is, you know, again, a credit to Silver, he doesn't want to take 15,000 tests out of the public sphere if the public doesn't have mass access to tests. So, um, you know, I'm sure the Bundesliga has their own kind of strategy. Um, waivers have not really been used outside of the UFC context uh, domestically. But, again, you know, it's uncharted territory. Could fancy waivers? Sure. Could it, could it extend to the, you know, the team unionized sports? Um, I'd be surprised if that wasn't on the table now. Uh, and these offers that someone like a Trevor Bauer is on record today saying, you know, the Major League Baseball's offer was a joke to come back. So I, I imagine these type of waivers are, are on the table now. I'd be surprised if they weren't. Dan, lost with us. Now, you, you mentioned uh, these leagues, baseball, obviously basketball and hockey, the ones that are right now, the clock is ticking on their leagues. But 
you have a situation where I think we've all could agree that June 10th, if something isn't decided, because that's when the baseball players supposedly want to do their two weeks of spring training part two before they could start a season in July and have at least an 82-game schedule, which would make it at least legitimately right. representative of enough games to decide a championship. But when you got, you know, it, it, June 10th, is that not the drop-dead date you can see for all of these leagues? Not the NFL, because they would still have more time, but baseball, basketball, and hockey in particular. That, to me, seems like that's where the t- clock is ticking down to. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think there's any real drop-dead date. I mean, it's getting close. I mean, Tony, you know, I, I know um, I've been very vocal about it, um, you know, on Twitter. When it, when it at least comes to the NBA, uh, there was uh, this force majeure clause. Baseball has a version of it. It's called the National Emergency Clause. You see it kind of across sports. Um, but I guess basketball is the one that I'm kind of worried about because they're halfway through a season. They're creeping up on next season. That's, that's the one I'm, I'm kind of concerned about. Um, you know, just not to get too technical, the, the NBA owners had a 60-day window to cancel the season per force majeure, per the NBA's force majeure clause. That actually expired, Tony, uh, Harry, on uh, Sunday, on Mother's Day. So I'm watching it. I got it circled on my calendar. I wake up Monday morning, no news, no woge bombs, no nothing like that. So I'm ready to tweet out, you know, no news is good news. It looks like the, the owners have allowed this window to cancel to expire. Uh, and then Woj drops a Woj bomb and says, actually, uh, he didn't, they didn't let expire. They actually extended that window to cancel for another 60 days. So if you're just kind of doing the, the math here, that would allow the NBA to cancel the season up until July 10th. They moved it back 60 days. So if you were trying to hope that basketball was going to come back, you would say, hey, they let that deadline expire. It must mean good news, right? It must mean that good news is on the way. But a 60-day extension to cancel, um, that tells us that, you know, they need some more time to figure this out. So um, I'd be surprised if we knew by June 10th what was going to happen in in, uh, really any of the four major sports. How airtight are these waivers? Like, let's just say we roll it forward to football season and fans – you know, they, you know, the Miami Dolphins came up with a plan where their stadium capacity goes from 65000 to 15000 And those 15000 have to sign a waiver. But some guy gets, you know, contracts the, uh, the virus. And he goes back to the Dolphins and saying, you know, I, I got it at your uh, stadium. Regardless of this waiver, I'm suing you. So, I mean, there's, I guess there's two points that come up. So, so number one, um, you can have any type of clause in the contract. Uh, just because you sign it doesn't mean you're, you know, you're stuck to it. Some of these clauses can and sometimes are deemed to be uh, unconscionable or something that's called against public policy. So I know in uh, you know, the legal Twitter, you know, people were saying when it came to the UFC's you know, contract, the fact that they had this non-disparagement clause and a full uh, you know, COVID-19 assumption of the risk, and, and guys kind of I, I pieced through it. You know, it, it even talked about not coming into contact with people uh, that could have pre-existing issues in your personal life, right? Aunts, mm. uncles, um, you know, those people couldn't speak negatively about, um, you know, the health and safety protocol. So, you know, again, I, you can make the argument that that's something that seems a little restrictive. Um, so, you know, Harry, when you ask, you know, are these airtight? I mean, they're airtight to the extent that someone wants to challenge it and tell the court, hey, this is unconscionable, this is against uh, public policy. But, you know, the, the larger legal point, right, so no one can ever prevent getting sued. There's no such thing as like a shield to prevent a lawsuit. You can get sued and then you can throw it out of court. Um, when it comes to lawsuits that could come from COVID-19 infection, uh, we have in our country, you know, people think that it's completely uncharted territory. It is, but we do have, you know, case law about the transmission of a disease. Um, and it's not as common, right? We haven't seen COVID-19 lawsuits that, that much. I mean, we have seen one. I, I know I've, I was, uh, you know, one of the first people to talk about it, a Walmart employee actually sued Walmart uh, for having to work and, and passed away from, you know, infecting, getting infected with COVID at work. So 
the question for this lawsuit and any other lawsuit that comes from a fan or an athlete, you know, you'll have to show that the carelessness of the venue, the team, the league, that that carelessness directly caused you to contract COVID-19. Mm-hmm. The problem with that, guys, on a, on a practical level, is you have to rule out all other potential causes, right? No, it wasn't the time you went to CVS. It wasn't the time you went to Whole Foods. You have to rule all of those out. Yeah. So it's almost impossible to narrow down COVID being caused by your, you, you going to that arena at one time. But, you know, just from a legal perspective, the teams, the leagues, their obligation is to provide a reasonably safe venue. What that means, that's why the Bundesliga is doing something a little bit different. UFC is doing something a little bit different. I'm sure that the pro sports, the, the unionized sports will do something different. It just has to be reasonably safe. There's no scenario where you can guarantee 100% safety because, guys, guys that's, that's why we see foul ball lawsuits, uh, hockey puck lawsuits. We know going to a game there's at least some chance of getting hurt, but it's the teams, the leagues, their obligation to provide a reasonably safe means. And, uh, you know, the UFC does kind of show the template for what can be reasonably safe and have a, you know, a, an event go out with any hitches. And on that point where the tickets on the back tell you that you're, you know, they're, they're not responsible to get – we saw what happened when people do get hit by baseballs or hockey pucks and it results in death. They immediately go into action. There's going to be a lawsuit. They put up extra netting. We've mm-hmm. seen it in all sports. So they want to make sure that they could prevent it from happening again. But despite the fact that it has happened, those people who have died do have legal rights, even though it says on the ticket, right? Assumption the, of risk or whatever. The assumption of yeah. risk. You you do to some extent. I mean, there's assumption of the risk. There's implied assumption of the risk, and there's explicit uh, you know explicit assumption of the risk. So uh, sometimes you go to a hockey game. It doesn't have to say it on the back of the ticket. You know you can get hit with a puck. It's just you know kind of common sense. Other times you know like let's say in a context where you go skiing or you rent a snowmobile, you sign a waiver that says you know I understand all the risks and uh, you know I sign away and I won't sue. Um, again, you can still get hit with a lawsuit. Um, you know, it, then it kind of comes down to what you knew if you still acted reasonably under the circumstances, um, you know, whether this was implied, uh, you know, assumption of risk or explicit. Um, but at the end of the day, that's why, you know, we're seeing kind of teams go on the preemptive attack. Um, you know, Tony and, and you guys mentioned, I was listening to you guys, kind of pulling out seats from the arena. I know um, I, I've been talking about this, something called Lux Seating, L-U-X-E, uh, really trying to create a baseball stadium uh, where you take, we kind of have rows of four, and you remove six feet of seating all around it, I mean, that's just one way to kind of create a safer means. So if you do have a lawsuit at some point in time, the court's going to say, well, what did the team do? What did the league do to prevent this? Did they act reasonably under the circumstances? Just because you have a harm all the way down the line, right? Someone gets hit in the head with a hockey puck. You still need to show that the on the other end there was some careless, there was some negligence on the part of the teams or the leagues, and that's the uphill battle, right? The UFC just went off without a hitch. They showed us what, what needs to be done to have a reasonably safe venue. So that's why, and I believe Dana White, that commissioners across sports were calling him because, you know, whether, whether we want it or not, UFC has just kind of set the barometer in our country to see what a safe event can look like. Um, so that's why all, all eyes, again, should be on the UFC for each of these events, for lawyers or, or fans just trying to see what the landscape's going to look like. Yeah, I, one of our listeners, Tebow's Pretzel, says it's like the mechanical bull. When you go into one of these bars, you sign a waiver. You're getting up there. If you fall and break your neck, there's cushioning and everything else. But that's that's a risk that you take. Right. You can. I mean, the, the mechanical bull guy is it Tebow or T-Bone? It's, it's, no, it's Tim Tebow's pretzel. pretzel. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but uh, that's his name. Well, so so Tim Tebow, he can sue the bar for going on the bull, but at the end of the day, he signed it away, and then he also has to show that the bar did something careless that caused his injury, and if. The guy got in the bull and assumed the risk of getting in the bull, and he got hurt. 
mean, that's going to be the defense of the bar. That's going to be the defense of UFC and any of these sports leagues. All right, now in college football, as we look ahead to the fall, you've got some, stool, some schools in the SEC in particular adamant that they're going to play football, and then you've got other coaches saying, no, if our kids can't go to school, well, like Herm, Edwards, Herm yeah. Edwards at Arizona State, if we can't have students there, then we can't have football. How, I mean, how is that going to play out? Is there a world where there's only going to be some conferences saying we're going to play and the other conferences aren't? It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's the wild, wild west. You, you said it right, Harry. It is crazy. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, guys, uh, we just saw in California, and I, I know, Tony, you and I were talking about this offline, California is shutting down the schools, really. Uh, it's the California state schools, Fresno State, uh, for the next for the fall semester. Mm-hmm. So there can be no football played at those schools. So then you have to ask yourself, right, okay, let's say football goes forward. Do these schools just have no home games? Are they going to be like, you know, the, uh, the New Orleans Hornets back in the day going to play games in, in Oklahoma? Um, that's the scenario that's on the table. I, I can't imagine a world where certain schools are playing and other schools are not. Um, I imagine the NTA is going to have some uniform action in that sense. I know Mark Emmert came out yesterday that there's no, he can't set the dates ahead of time, a uniform date across the table just because everything's still in flux. Um, but I imagine that's the move at some point. You know, uh, and again, just kind of coming back a couple months, um, the NCAA extended across the board the eligibility of all spring athletes. That's something they've obviously never done before. They've never had to. But in, a, in a, obviously a similar situation, they took all of their spring athletes across all sports, men and women, and they extended their eligibility for another year. Um, I imagine if football gets canceled or some schools start to say we can't have students on campus, that they'll extend eligibility for another year for these fall athletes. Um, it's just logical under the circumstances. I, I can't see a world where certain conferences are playing and other ones aren't, and other ones are playing, but they're playing in a different state, in a different school. Um, that just seems like a, a gigantic hardship for these players who, guys, mind you, um, are not getting paid to do this yet. So uh, it's a different context with the pros where, you know, maybe you take on some risk, but you're getting paid millions to do it. That's not the equation in college. Dan Lust, normally this kind of a session would cost upwards of five, six hundred $600 just to get this kind of legal advice. And then I get another bill a week later. Mm-hmm. But that's why we love Dan Lust, because he's good at what he does, he knows his stuff, and he doesn't charge us. And I don't even have to have him on a retainer, which is awesome. No retainer, no nothing, absolutely free for you guys. Now, Dan, we have, we have a couple questions, one of which is sort of a follow-up question from one of the guests that we had on earlier this week who normally is very clean-shaven, great-looking young man, very well-dressed, but he has gone completely uh, terrorist-looking beard. <laughs> now, we have your photograph up here. Again, good-looking, clean-cut, great-dressed. Are you going with the, uh, the complete disheveled look during the coronavirus? I- I thought you were going to ask me if I was going with the terrorist look. Uh, Robin, no, no I, I'm not. I'm, I, uh, I'm not on video right now, but I'm, I'm keeping it pretty tight. I have virtual conferences with these judges every day. I've got to keep it fresh. I've got I to gotta shave. You know, I can't go full caveman yet. Because uh, we have your, you know, we have your shot, your professional shot up, and you can follow Dan Lust at uh, Sports, Sports Law Lust. Lust. That's kind of sexy. Yeah. Sports Law I, Lust, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> follow him on Twitter. Uh, and you can get all of his information. But, he's, you know, there's no way a, a man that looks that good with the great teeth, the great hair, and a clean-shaven look and a nice tight tie can ever go disheveled, Harry. You just can't do I that. I agree. Dan, thank you once again for coming on. Really appreciate it, buddy. Oh, always my absolute pleasure, guys, and, and congrats on the new show. I've been, I've been loving it. Some, uh, some huge guests, and I'm happy to be a part of the action. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen.